Hi, I'm Ray Keating, and this is Free Enterprise in three minutes. In this 174th episode, we're going to address the need for policymaking to be rooted in supply-side economics. Now, way back in episode 27, we explained the basics of supply-side economics. Tune into that, but for our purposes here, I'll simply mention the five tenets of supply-side economics that we pointed to then. One, incentives matter. Two, markets work. Three, supply comes before demand in the economic process. Four, therefore, the engines of economic growth, working, saving, investing, risk-taking, and innovating, are supply-side endeavors. And five, the entrepreneur, not the government, drives the economy. Understanding these points, what are key policies that emerge from supply-side thinking? Well, first, tax relief gets the most attention when it comes to supply-side economics. Specifically, supply-side tax relief focuses on enhancing incentives for entrepreneurship, investment, and work, which points to enhancing the returns on such endeavors by reducing personal income, corporate income, and capital gains tax rates, for example. But supply-side measures go beyond only tax rates. Regulatory relief also is critical, given that regulatory burdens also raise the costs of and disincentivize entrepreneurship, and business investment. Free trade is a supply-side policy. That is, reducing governmental costs to entrepreneurs, investors, and businesses for being able to trade in international markets. That includes, for example, reducing or eliminating tariffs, that is, taxes on imports and quotas. By reducing such costs, opportunities expand for entrepreneurs, enterprises, and workers. Getting little attention traditionally from a supply-side perspective has been government spending. But again, there are supply-side implications. Increased government spending means draining resources from the private sector, where resource allocation is disciplined by price, profit, and loss signals, and by competition and guided to more productive endeavors. These resources are transferred for use according to the political incentives that guide governmental undertakings. The lost efficiency and productivity of increased government spending, therefore, very much works against supply-side growth. Immigration policies also have a supply-side aspect. By moving from one country to another, it's clear that immigrants are willing to take on uncertainties and risks. That translates into a willingness to work in a higher rate of entrepreneurship. Therefore, immigration policies that welcome individuals who, again, work and start businesses are productive from a supply-side economics perspective. Finally, monetary policies that create low inflation and price stability are pro-supply-side in that they create an environment favorable to investment as investors and businesses have confidence in the continuing value of the dollar. Supply-side economic policies have a long productive history in the U.S., and the current economy clearly would benefit from a turn in a supply-side direction. Thanks for listening. By the way, please pick up the paperback or Kindle edition of my book, The Weekly Economist, 52 Quick Reads to Help You Think Like an Economist. And hey, perhaps buy a copy for others in your life, especially high school and college students. Like and follow us on Facebook at Free Enterprise Economics and on Twitter at Free Enterprise 7. And please subscribe to the Free Enterprise in 3 Minutes podcast. Take care and, hey, think more like an economist.